All right, this is the first podcast recording for Angel Wing by Dr. Elizabeth Berman. I'd like to introduce myself briefly. Um, I'm Dr. Elizabeth Berman, a psychologist who has been working in the field for many years now and over time have grown to understand that there's a way to see ourselves that moves out of the more traditional medical model where when things are not going wrong, there's some sort of disease entity that needs to be addressed. To becoming aware of ourselves as a field of energy and that instead of having um, so my intention is to share with you a process of discovery and that process includes shifting your awareness of who you are and changing your relationship to yourself from one of being dependent on others to fix problems that occur in your thought process or your physical body to one of a deepening understanding of the self, yourself, as an integrated energy system with all the parts communicating with each other. Now, a great deal of this happens on the subconscious level, so there needs to be some education to give us the opportunity to shift the way we look at ourselves and others and to look at our relationship with ourself as well as our relationship with others. All right. The first and most basic concept of this awareness is that everything is energy. And we're taught that at a pretty young age in our science classes. But for many of us, Energy is a word and we don't really have a working relationship with the understanding that everything is energy. And more specifically, that we ourselves are energy. Our thoughts are mental energy, our feelings, if they're feelings of pain or pleasure in the body, they're physical energy, if they're emotions, they're emotional energy. And all of these things fit together in a way that they influence each other. And when we begin to become aware of ourselves as energy and the amazing diversity and power of these energy systems, that can be understood and therefore used 
by the human brain, the human mind, in an intentional way, then we move from just surviving what happens to us in our lifetime to actually thriving and having some agency or power in the ways we interact with the world and therefore the way the world responds back to us. I offer you the suggestion of just allowing yourself to close your eyes and simply imagine using your faculty of imagination and the faculty of creativity, all both of which are very powerful energies in the human mind. And imagine yourself, the outline of your body, and within that and moving outside of even the envelope of your skin, these brilliant energy systems. You can imagine them as light, you can imagine them as energy moving around like nervous, your nervous system, the impulses that, that create responses to stimulus from the environment, but also responses, <coughs> excuse me, to stimulus within your, your nervous system itself, within your body itself. And just for a moment, imagine yourself as this brilliant, brilliant being of powerful energies that are moving and creating all the time. Think about how you don't have to be aware of your lungs in order to keep breathing. We don't have to be aware of digesting our food in terms of our digestive tract doing its job. Our heart keeps beating even when we forget about our heart or even forget that we have a body because we're living in our thoughts. So all of this wisdom, this energy is going on within us. And if we give ourselves some time to think about it, to imagine it, we can become more intimately familiar with who we are as energy. In many different traditions, there are many energetic pathways in the body. We know this, if you've ever been in an acupuncturist's office, you see the charts of the meridians of energy lines and how they flow through the body with the different points, working with different organ systems and the energies that are generated and influence those organ systems. You might be familiar with the notion of chakras or wheels of energy that move up through the central channel in our body, starting at the root or the sits bones, moving all the way up to and through the crown of our head. There's a system of nadis, which are very complex and I'm not that familiar with, but 
it's a way of understanding a whole other form of energy flowing through our body. So there's a basis, there's a history of knowing the human body as energy and actually learning about those energy systems through different ways of looking at them. The inside energy view. The, the energy systems I just spoke of, the chakras, the nadis, the meridians of acupuncture, these are all ways in which people are trying to communicate that what we have often thought of as our oh-so-solid body is not nearly as solid as we imagine it to be. The inside view from an energy perspective of what all of this movement of energy can look like has been offered to us through different traditions, different ways of understanding the flow of energy. And I invite you in this journey of looking at yourself, accepting the challenge that real health, real empowerment comes from an inside job, the job of understanding ourselves from the inside out because we live in our bodies, we live in our thoughts, and we know more about ourselves than really anyone else can know. And so if we step up to the responsibility to explore who we are as energy, we take on a journey, we begin a journey that allows us to gain more and more control over what we do with what happens to us, how we relate to our body, how we take care of it, and the power that can come from that, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Another way of saying this is asking the question, can we move from viewing our body as a thing with different parts that can malfunction and need to be fixed to a more holistic view of our bodies as an integrated energy system working holistically, all parts communicating with and supporting each other, communicating with and being affected by other parts within ourselves. The thoughts that are generated by our minds are an integral part of this system that influence all the other parts of the system. Our thoughts are just as important to our health as the proper functioning of an organ system is to our body. Our thoughts are on the same level as our kidneys, our gut, our heart, any organ or system within the body, when we begin to see ourselves as energy, the barriers between our thoughts and emotion and our organs and our glands begins to dissolve. And we begin to see a flow of energy manifesting in different ways 
as we look at different systems that make up our human body, our human brain, and the thoughts that are generated by the neural networks in our brains. Yes. Barriers are like lines of demarcation. So if I think of my body as an entity of in and of itself, let's, um, let's just take the example of a robo-vacuum. You know those vacuums that are self-driving and they move around on the floor until they and they're vacuuming and then they bump up into something and then it turns direction and moves someplace else. In some ways, if we think of our body as an it or a thing, we're like that robo vacuum cleaner and there's very little insight or intelligence other than bumping into something that allows the vacuum cleaner to go in a different direction. Well, the barriers are our thoughts and the way we compartmentalize things and think of things as objects instead of a consistent, constant flow of energy that's always in flux, always moving, always affecting everything around it. So our thoughts, affect our emotions, our thoughts and emotions affect what's going on in our body. And so <clears throat> a very simple, I think, exercise is if you have a sense of your heartbeat and then you make a choice to consciously focus in on three or four deep breaths your heart rate drops. Also, your blood pressure drops and a lot of other things happen. So this conscious attention allows the barriers between what we think of as our heart and organ functioning the way a heart functions and our thoughts and our intentions. All right, um, I th the question here is, what are the blocks in terms of the flow of energy? 
And, and in acupuncture, your acupuncturist will read your pulses and from that diagnostic indication, we'll get an idea of what meridians are not functioning in a healthy way. Either they're too strong or not strong enough. And be able to go to different points along those meridians, insert a needle or pressure with their hands and facilitate an actual opening up of a blockage point in that energy system. In the same way, the way we think about ourselves communicates to the intelligence in all of these energy systems. So if we think my father had a bad heart, I'm gonna have a bad heart. And we think that throughout our whole life, like father, like daughter. I'm gonna have a bad heart, I'm gonna have a bad heart. Those thoughts influence all of the cells, the intelligence in the heart. And they receive that message and the heart eventually starts to respond to those thoughts. So our thoughts can be a blockage in this energy system. So a question arises, how do we make the leap from our old view of our body to a new view of our body as an integrated energy system? And the answer to that is, if you challenge yourself to change the way you think, because so much of our thinking goes on on that subconscious or unconscious level, and we choose with intention to begin to be aware of ourselves as an energy system, even though we don't know exactly how all those systems work, we can begin to shift our relationship with our body and our thoughts and our emotions by starting this inquiry into what is my body? What are my thoughts? What are my emotions? What are my feelings as energy? Because the energy that is your body will respond to you in terms of what you're thinking and doing and the way you're directing with intention the energies in your body. Or if you continue to just see the body as an object that's doing its own thing, kind of independent, of what you're thinking or how you're holding your body in your awareness, then your energy simply responds to all the things that happen to you. So there's a massive shift here from being more in control over what happens in your body 
because you can process what's happened to you and make choices about what you want to do with that. So the question arises, if the energy can respond, if the energy of myself, I'm not going to just say body because I'm talking about the whole thing, the mental energy of thoughts, the physical energy of physical sensation, the emotional energy of emotions, as well as the physicality of our body and the organs and glands and systems of the body. How does the energy, what is the relationship between myself and the energy of me? It's we're, it's all part of the same integrated system. And the issue with humans, or an issue with humans, is that so much of the mental energy, the kind of ongoing commentary about the world and ourselves, that goes on in the human mind is sub or unconscious. We're only aware of a small number of the thoughts that are running through our consciousness. And because of biology, because of the evolution of the human species, our brains are hardwired to look for what's wrong, what's dangerous, what could possibly happen. That's how we as a species are here and other pre-human species aren't. So we're working with that programming in the human brain that's hypervigilant for things that could go wrong. So a lot of the thoughts that we have are what if, oh my God, is this bad? What's going on? <clears throat> and to become more aware, intentionally more aware of what's going on in my body. What are my feelings here? What are my thoughts here? To break into that subconscious flow of mental and emotional energy allows us to make choices instead of just have, it's like uh, piped in music in an elevator. You can't turn it off when you're riding the elevator. We've got that going on in the background of our minds, usually subliminally. We can begin to hear those thoughts feel those feelings in our body and know that because they're energy and because our awareness is energy, we can intervene and make a choice about what we're going to do with the thought, what we're going to do with the feeling. Are we going to feed it or are we going to judge it as not particularly pr productive for us and shift our awareness to something that serves us instead of robs us of energy. So the notion of choice here 
and and the ability to choose where we put our attention it cannot be overestimated in terms of how empowering this is for us as human beings moving through the world it gives it removes the it removes the power of reaction it removes the necessity to simply impulsively react to what's going on or what we've just become aware of. So choice is a possibility as opposed to simply reacting almost on an instinctive level to what's just happened, whether it be a thought, whether it be some, the way somebody looks at us or speaks to us. This deliberate choice requires awareness, awareness of what's going on in our own thoughts and our own bodily sensations and emotions, and the knowledge that because it's energy, and I am also energy, I can bring the energy of focusing on the outcome I want and choosing the action that will most likely bring me to that outcome. This takes the power outside that was originally outside in the environment and a function of whatever wiring we bring out of our childhood to a moment of being conscious and having the mind and the body in the same place at the same time and using the energy of our mind to make a choice that serves us, not one that's pre-programmed into us. So this is going to be choppy and you're really going to have to edit. Okay, so next slide. All right, there's a lovely quote I like to share with people that there, and, and it's been attributed to more than one person, but I heard it was said by Tommy Lasorda, that there are three kinds of people in the world. Those people who make things happen, those people who watch things happen, and those people who wonder what just happened. And so I offer to you can you make a choice? Which one of these three beings do you want to be in your lifetime, in your vital experience of being a living human being on the planet? And if you choose to be one of the people who make things happen, it requires a commitment to take responsibility for yourself as a full-fledged energy system with the human brain and all its vast potential to become aware of what's going on within us, take ownership of the fact that we have agency 
and the power to redirect things and make choices about what we focus on. Um, for many different branches of science, we keep getting the message, what you focus on is what you create around you. So if I focus on worrying because my father had a heart attack when he was a young man, I'm gonna have a heart attack when I'm young. I up the possibility of heart attack issues. If I make the choice to say, I can decide that my heart and my body are going to be a result or a function of how I live my life, and I'm aware of healthy eating choices, I'm aware of what kind of exercise my body needs to stay healthy no matter how young or old I am. And I take responsibility to step into that care of the body. My focus now is on health, not on the fear of an early heart attack. This is a huge shift because mental energy affects emotional energy, affects physical energy, and all of those systems interact with each other. We can make a choice to intervene there and take responsibility, not just for the body that we find ourselves in, but for the life we find ourselves in, for the way we want to live and giving ourselves not only permission, but perhaps the mandate of making the choices because I accept the responsibility for my own well-being, my own health. And in doing so, I change who I am in the world and in all of my relationships. Because my relationship to myself affects every relationship I have in my lifetime. All right, I'm going to um, point out that over time, Science has given us different views of who we are as human beings and how we are in the world around us. And perhaps uh, a summary of what the current science, all the imaging technology that's given us insights into how the human brain works, as well as other influence from other fields of scientific study, that Science is saying we, human beings, you, me, as individuals, are all part of a vast invisible field of energy that contains all possible realities and responds to our thoughts and feelings. This puts the power and the responsibility for my life squarely in and on me. And I can accept this with joy and with the amazing challenge to live the absolute best life I know how to live. And I'm not even gonna say what the alternative is because that's what we're moving away from. We're moving away from this victim mentality that the world doesn't give me what I need.
Well, one, uh, the question is, what is a victim identity? And the one way of understanding that is the, oh, poor me, always, bad things always happen to me. I never win the lottery. I am treated badly. Now, there's a certain amount of injustice in our world, and we're recognizing that, and I think people are beginning to step up to expand their awareness of what it must be like for other people and to do what we can do to change the world so that it's more equitable and all life is valued. However, what we are able to do is to accept the responsibility and the challenge that we have to go forward by being responsible for whatever it is that lands in my awareness, you know, the, the doorstep of my life belongs to me. I have the resources to deal with it and with consciousness and attention to detail, I will go forward and deal with it in my own unique way. It's a huge responsibility, but it's also a huge potential for power to have the life we want to have instead of what appears to just happen to us. In terms of talking about living life more consciously as an energetic being, I don't think I can overestimate the power of breath in living consciously, in creating consciously, because the life force is carried in our breath. It's also carried in all the cells of our body. However, the breath is this amazing gift that we can use in ways that empower us. So in reality and in science, all forms are created and managed by a unique micro life force that carries wisdom. This energy is formless and we can find it in our breath. Our breath can be an amazing anchor to help us be focused in a way that we want and need to be focused at certain times in life. Because when we focus on our breath, we're focusing on the formless, the pure energy that is our body, that is our consciousness. Breath is an aspect of the life force. And it's the same force that creates and sustains all forms in our world. Which is why so many traditions from so many different cultures and places on the earth talk about the life force in breath, the breath of life. And when we have understanding the breath of life, is perhaps to understand that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> when I am conscious of my breath, when I allow my breath 
to be an anchor of awareness to help focus my very active mind, which can think a lot of thoughts very rapidly. <clears throat> the breath can become an anchor to come back to. And in simply paying attention to my breath, my brain responds and my body responds in a way that gathers the life force in my body and gives it to me in a way that I can be purposeful and creative with it. Yes, so going back to the conscious choice, where am I going to put my attention? Where am I going to focus? The breath is one of the most powerful anchors for attention because our minds are typically not very disciplined and the process of disciplining the mind so that the mind can become a good servant instead of a poor master. The breath offers us this unique built-in opportunity to use the human mind to follow the human breath as it enters and exits the energy form of our physical body. It's built in. In some ways, it's a no-brainer. Why would I not focus on my breath to find a calm, centered space within all the wild thoughts that run through my mind? Or even in a highly emotional situation, all the intense chemical, biochemical reactions that go on in my body when I'm frightened or overexcited. The breath is always there. We can always focus on it. And it never fails to calm us as an energy field down and make it easier to focus and make a healthy choice, make a conscious choice about what am I going to focus on in this moment? How am I going to respond in this moment? Because we would always like to respond thoughtfully instead of react emotionally. Our emotions can be very irrational, very powerful, and a strong driving force to react in ways that may or may not be helpful to us in the long run. There's a question of what is the relationship between our reaction and any particular energy? So everything is energy. So when I talk about reaction as opposed to a choice of how to act, I'm talking about consciousness of what's going on and a claiming of the power that I have and can use to direct where I go next. Where do I put my attention next? What actions 
are available to me and I choose to take versus the fight flight freeze response we often have when we're frightened angry upset when strong emotions waft through us as humans because part of being human is having a whole range of emotions some of them are more benevolent than others however it would be very it is very empowering to know that even when strong emotions flood flood us our awareness are in our body we can still recognize them as such and then choose where we're going to put our attention and what actions we will or will not take. So before we end this segment, um, I'd like to remind people that there are many teachings and practices from many different traditions and places and times through the history of Earth. And these teachings and practices show us how to purify the mind and our energy fields, the mind, the body, the thoughts, the brain, the emotions, how to come into alignment with the creative forces of the universe. And we can gain insight into all form and its temporary existence. Because what is eternal, what is universal, is the energy of the thing. And energy coalesces into a form that has a limited lifespan. The elements of that form break down, dissolve back into the energy field, and the energy is then available for a new creation. So we'll pick up here in the next segment of these talks. Thank you so much for the time that you've been with me, and I look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you.